0: Welcome back to another episode of Andy Hamilton's Video Game Podcast. I am, of course, Andy Hamilton, and I am going to talk to you about video games for the next hour and a half or so. But I'm not on my own. As always, I am joined by my podcast partner in crime, Nick City. How you doing, mate? Hey,
1: how you doing, buddy? You are right.
0: Yeah, I'm not too bad. And we are joined this time by, um, how can I put this, uh, one-man developmental wrecking crew behind uh, the latest, greatest first-person shooter, Cultic, Jason Smith. How you doing, man? i for coming
2: thanks. on. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Um yeah, uh, one of the things that um you know, I kind of find with uh, when I talk to devs is especially when the game is out is like first of all congratulations and also congratulations on doing two seemingly impossible things these days, which is one make and release a video game. Like well done there. And uh, secondly, do all of that to like near total critical acclaim essentially and like the steam reviews are ridiculous um how have you found the response so far uh surprising
2: i would say like uh leading up to review i was just like crossing my fingers like just please let me get very positive because i feel like i feel like mostly positive is kind of where you're like uh, i better look into this game before i just okay. like buy it but i feel like for me if i see very positive i'm like nah this is probably good i <laughs> just buy it <laughs> but yeah to, to get overwhelmingly positive in in two days after release that was that was wild that's that's crazy
0: yeah it's sad like 97 or 98 percent or something I think last time I checked, which is, yeah, it's
2: cool. like, yeah, like 99% positive as of right now. And, <laughs> and, and I've, I've managed to convert a few of the negatives too, by being able to like fix whatever problems they were having. Like, Right, so, right. I didn't know you uh,
0: could do that. Like that's, wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. yeah
2: I, I don't think I can convert the ones that are like, this game sucks. <laughs> but the ones that are like, yeah, the game keeps crashing. I'm like, I, I can help with it. <laughs> Just shoot, shoot me an email. We'll talk, we'll talk about it.
0: Brilliant. Um, well, going back like right to the start of like the whole cultic thing the first time i saw it okay was probably i mean the the dates are misty it was probably about a year two years ago i think i first saw Mm -hmm. it and again just because of the sort of various things that i follow um i'm there's a lot of accounts that are either you know retro fps or retro fps adjacent accounts that i follow and this game was retweeted into my stream okay and straight away i'm going all right never never heard of this it's the first thing and it was um it looked if i can remember right it was i think you were testing the dynamite or something and it was a gif or a short video Mm -hmm. um and it was obviously you know definitely not indicative of any gameplay but it was very like, like clearly i think it was like you were testing either maybe the cultists kicking it back or um you know the the explosion radius it was something like that basically mm-hmm. that was being tested and straight away like most people i went there's a fucking guy in a robe and some dynamite being thrown <laughs> i'm going to keep an eye on this one and fast forward you know, maybe a year, year and a half, or whatever it was. Um, the next thing I hear about it is 3D Realms are publishing it. Okay. Um, what was that early period of development like, you know, from like, you know, absolutely starting out until up, up until like 3D Realms getting involved?
2: I mean, that was only like a two month period. Um, really? Yeah. It was like, uh, like I started on the game like pretty much January 1st. It was like very beginning of 2021. And um, I mean, I only had like a test area and like one of the cultists modeled out, and then just like a couple of test weapons, right. and and so it was very much just like a like an asset test at that point. There was no. I think that's what was, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. There was no gameplay. There was no like. There was no demo. There was no first map. There was no menu system. You know. There was nothing. And um, and 3D Realms reached out to me in like March. And, really. Yeah, and they were just like. Really excited about the, like the direction the game was going, and I think they had seen like how much how much steam it was picking up on Twitter, just like a mm. lot of traction from those little videos. Um, and uh, so they, yeah, they reset up a call, and it was like like three in the afternoon Denmark time, which meant it was like six in the morning here. And uh, and so I get on this call, you know, like at two hours before I have to go to my day job, and uh, talk about like how much they like the project so far and how they want to make it a three D realms <laughs> title and. And uh, that was a that was a pretty big day. It was really hard to go to my day job after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's, that's wild because they can't have had much to go and like I am not gonna lie. This is sort of torpedo the next question of it as well. Like I I assumed that it was you know a fair amount of development on your behalf in term and and you had something going before they stepped in, but they no, they came in like super early
2: right yeah um and at the time i didn't actually agree to anything right away because i was on i was uncomfortable like like you know i I was uncomfortable putting them in that position without there actually being like a playable thing like like because the game wasn't even a proof of concept yet and so i asked for like a month to put together a proof of concept demo um, and then we would reconvene, and so we did. Yeah, I put together. It, it was pretty similar to what the original Realms Deep demo looked like, right? Um, although way worse and way rougher. Um, but yeah, in, in like a month, I threw together that that whole demo map um, with like all the different cultists and the the harvester, and that cave segment was all in there. Um, and then we kind of reconvened, and they played it, and I was like, "Okay, if you guys are still interested now, like now that you can like see what kind of gameplay I'm going for, and and the feel of it, and everything," um, and of course they were, so we we moved forward from there. But yeah, it was very very little, like it was like like a half baked version of the original Realms Deep demo, and that's what we like signed on with.
0: <laughs> that's quite cool. I, 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 part of me quite likes the idea that someone at 3D Realms basically <laughs> just saw someone chucking a dynamite stick at a cultist and went yeah that's my bag like (laughs) that's what I want to see so yeah yeah, that's pretty good um I mean obviously you know at, at that point when you've you know signed a deal one of the things that I've um I've got friends in publishing and friends in development and one of the things I've heard from both sides of the coin is a lot of best intentions change once the publisher gets involved like you can have ideas about what your personal budgets are how you're fitting in your time with your real job day job hmm. and when you you know when you want to get it out what you're kind of working with and the second a publisher comes in they go well hang on a minute this is what you're working to now here is the budget here is the time frame And um, what was development like af- I mean after 3d realm signed up even if it was very very early in the project
2: so officially nothing really changed. Um you know there we like I think we I would have had the option to like if we wanted to like put a team together to make it like a bigger game or like yeah. or like throw a big budget at it. Um, you know, I was really still trying to feel the game out and like what I wanted it to be. And so I wasn't really comfortable going that direction and so I was mm-hmm. like, well like I'm happy to I'm happy to work with you guys you know obviously like I'm a big fan of of the studio and and of your your previous titles and um and they you know they seem they seem really cool and um but I was like I really still want it to be a solo project and I I want to retain creative freedom on it because like I'm not this wasn't like a thing where i knew exactly what i wanted cult to, to be and i could i could have um, delegated that to somebody like i could have told somebody right. here's what i want this guy to look like and here's how i want this gun to feel because that was all stuff that i was trying to feel out myself um okay. so initially it nothing really changed aside from the fact that it was like we were going to publish just like okay cool um <laughs> and then i just kept working um but when realms deep happened that was probably the only deadline i got was they were uh, they really wanted to be able to show it off at Realms Deep um right. and so i was like okay well, we're we're going to take this demo i made for you and we're going to polish it up and and we're going and we'll show that so i worked pretty much like worked 8 to 5 at my regular job and then worked like 5 to bedtime on the demo for for several months um not not on like the, their demand but just because like i was so hyped and yeah, i wanted and i wanted to get it out there um cuz you know i've wanted to be a game dev since i was like 13 this has been a very long time coming and so it was like this is my chance like i am going to have to like put my nose to the grindstone a bit and really really dig into this so yeah, right. and then after the first realms deep demo that that really got some good positive reception and i think it was really clear that like like this project was going to was going to turn some heads um and so we kind of worked on a way for me to leave my full-time job and work on it full-time and that's when like the development cycle really shifted into full gear cuz then i was getting to work on it you know like 40 hours plus a week rather than like maybe 10 hours
0: and then a little bit on the weekends so sure yeah and they like fully helped with that they kind of i mean i presume they just went right here's a here's the here's the contract we're gonna do this you know no longer have to do that that's pretty cool
2: yeah um, i mean it was without diving into specifics too much it was basically just it was kind of just like a, you know like this game clearly has a lot of steam behind it if we want it to be released in any kind of like reasonable time period i have to work on it full time and then we were just like okay like what do we what do we have to do to make that happen and that's mm. and if, so it was it was a super easy super easy agreement to hammer out um, and yeah and i put in my two weeks at my job and i was yes. like it was great as uh it was really something getting to finally do this thing full time that i've been dreaming about doing full time since you know since i got out of college and was like wow most jobs kind of <laughs> suck
0: i mean like i mean you're, you're right there um, but um like correct like may, maybe this is me not doing my research but had you developed anything before this
2: nothing commercial um i mean i've been i've been doing game dev since i was like i so said 12 or 13 of course you know back then it was just like sprite games and, and game maker yeah. and, you know using stuff i i nabbed from spriders resource um but then in like 2016, 2015-ish, I finally decided to dive into 3D stuff because I'd never messed with it before. But I Mm. had, like, zero experience in C Sharp. I had zero experience with, like, modeling or texturing or rigging or or animating. I had never touched Blender or anything before. So it was, like, this giant reset for me because I had gotten to the point where I was pretty comfortable with, like, pixel art and sprite work, but all the games that I wanted to make were all 3D games. So that was, like, the big diving off point into that. And about the only thing of note that I've made was uh, the Graveyard Shift Two, this like goofy little skeleton game that I made a couple, or not a couple years ago, 2017. Um, that's about the only thing that I've made that ever had any kind of real, like, uh, uh, like exposure behind it. So everything else was just like proof of concepts or little projects that never went anywhere, or just you know ideas that never got off the ground, kind of stuff.
0: So you never messed with like Quake or Doom modding or anything like that just no no any kind of fps or anything like that just straight in cultic right That'll yeah well cultic wasn't
2: <laughs> cultic wasn't my first 3d game i tried to start <clears throat> cultic several times because i've had the idea for it for forever but it's like every time i would jump in i would find that the art style i just like wasn't there yet as a 3d artist right. and so i was i was making something that that I that I didn't like and it's like if I'm gonna make my, my like dream game I wanna be happy with you know with the art style and everything. So that um that like three D model to sprite conversion that I was working on, on the begin at the beginning of twenty twenty one that picked up so much traction on Twitter. That was like the like aha yeah. like this is it. I think this is the art style. So and, and it was really easy to work with. So for a one man show that was that was a really a really like just like yeah this is it.
0: Yeah, about being a one man show. So I finished the um, chapter one. Um, I actually played both demos as well, just as a slight aside, and like it was quite interesting to see that slight change between demo one and demo two. Obviously, there was a lot more polish, but also things like where you started and like the route mm-hmm. through the warehouse and stuff. And um, you know, again, this isn't really a question, but it's something that um, I don't think we see that a lot enough in games. Like recently, there was the big uh, Grand Theft Auto six leak, and obviously, there's plenty of stuff there that is bad that got leaked uh-huh. but i never nece- i don't always see seeing that stuff as a negative as someone who's on the outside you know who kind mm-hmm. of likes to write about games and sort of find out more about it is it was interesting to see that you know whether this is right or not i, I can look at those first two demos and go ah, oh, right no you can see how he's grown as a map designer because you've changed this, the entry points because it makes more sense and i think that's kind of interesting to see but um anyway i finished i finished it um, a few days ago and when the credits roll like it 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 makes no bones about it, it says you know you did all these things like from you know visual design music like the, the works basically did it pretty much everything in there and there's like a list of people who help but there's a, a lot of stuff attributed to yourself which part of that did you find the hardest what was the most challenging
2: um uh probably the level design honestly because like cultic's the first game i've ever worked on that had like proper like um like start to finish map design uh most of the stuff i've worked on in the past was either kind of like single scene arcadey type games or um like procedurally generated stuff so i was working on like small set pieces and then stitching them together with an algorithm kind of deal so this cultic was actually the first time that i'd ever worked with like a you start here you end here how do you get there you know and looking into like like different routes and open ended areas and uh, and like actually setting up encounters instead of letting like hmm. spawners and random you know rng take care of that and and so you can see how much like like how much that change cuz like if you like going from the first demo to the second demo there's this giant change in like the flow of the levels and and like the openness and and like how much yeah, like agency the players given to approach certain combat situations. Yeah. Um, whereas the original demo was very linear. You know, it was like the like pretty much there's only one way to approach most combat scenarios uh, because everything was very like funneled, and um, and you can even see it between like uh, like the first half of the shipyard map, which I made like way back right after I finished the original demo map and then like the second half of the shipyard map when you get into like the big like gunfight because those like I didn't want to go and redo the entire ship area because I was pretty happy with that but it's like I went back and redid like the second half of that level because when you when you're just like working on maps for for six months you know by and, and you're learning you know every day the more you work on it you're learning more and more but then you look back at the stuff you made six months ago that you were happy with then and it's like oh god like by my new standards this yeah. is awful
0: it's yeah interesting just you say this. So like i i'm i'm not a game dev and um have zero talent in that department but um one of the things i always hear is that kind of like if, if you're talking rules, loose rules of game dev is that you should always maybe design your first map last because you'll have learned all these lessons on the way about what works, what doesn't work. Whoops. Put your, yeah, Put your best foot forward and all that sort of stuff. One of the games I find absolutely fascinating for that though is, um, of, of, I assume you've played Dusk. Uh, I've played a little bit of it, Yeah. yeah. Like, it starts well, but by the end you can tell that the, the lad who made it was work he was on a different level yeah, in terms yeah, of like yeah. his like knowledge of what works, what makes his game tick, what you know, what flows well in his levels and stuff. You can see that by the end of it, it's it's all it's like the last two chapters are way better than the first two, like I found. Maybe some people argue about atmosphere and stuff, but mm-hmm. those last few levels of that are ridiculous. But um back on cultic. Um so Map design is the sort of part that you said was the most challenging. So, did you have like a background in like music or anything like that? Because I think the soundtrack was banging at times, like pretty <laughs> really good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't have like a background in music. Like, I, I can't. Yeah, you know, I didn't didn't go to school for it. I can't. Uh, I can't read sheet music to save my life. Hmm. Don't play any instruments besides like percussion <laughs> stuff. Um, but I just like when I started getting into game dev, it was like, well, I want to be able to do my own music, and so I just started messing around with that back in like high school. Um, probably like when I was. 18 or so and then it just you know and so it's like because i have no training in like music theory or anything like that everything i write is just like i'm just gonna click in the software until i make something that sounds good uh so and, it and, <laughs> and and sounds and sounds good to me so it's like yeah. it's uh you know because it's like i i couldn't tell you like you know I, I can't like analyze music or anything like that and tell you like why it works and why it doesn't work but like it's just it's just kind of a control z and 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 redo it until it sounds like i want it to and then maybe two months down the line i'm going to start over anyway and and just keep tweaking it and yeah there's nothing there's nothing nothing too technical
0: well this is it i was about to say like i don't think nick or i can read or analyze sheet music either but we're also not trying to do music for a video game that's about to be released so like
1: there are composers out there right now flipping their lid yeah what they've just heard
0: (laughs) 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 yeah well um Going back to um, you know, like the 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 early parts of it where you st- when it started to gather traction, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you you know you thought, "Hang on, I'm on for this." When you were kind of in that sort of infancy, and I mean, again, I, I understand now that Three D Realms came in pretty early and were you know supporters of the project pretty early, but like when it did start gathering that momentum, did you look at th- especially doing it on your own? Did you look at things like I might go Kickstarter, you know? Did you have a look at other options that weren't just i oh, 3d realms or did they come in so early it was a no-brainer
2: yeah i mean they really came in before i even knew i had anything like special on (laughs) my hands you know like i um i mean like it it was clear that people were really clicking with the art style like that um, yeah and it was probably half of it was just like because it is like a unique style and the other half was probably because people like oh this is going to be like blood isn't it yeah (laughs) and uh and uh so yeah, like 3 year olds came in so early that I hadn't even I hadn't even considered that this was going to be a thing. Like it, it, it was just like a it was just like any other hobby project I'd been working on um in my spare time. So um like them coming in was kind of like the first time that I was like, "Oh, like th- this actually might turn into something." And right. so and so yeah, no, I hadn't really I hadn't really even given it any thought about trying to fund it um as a, as like a as a project that i was going to finish cuz i just had never finished a project before yeah. so so yeah no they, you you're you're right they were in they were kind of in there so early that they were kind of my first my first indicator that i was actually like onto something sure. <laughs> so
0: yeah when the juke Nukem people come knocking it's usually a sign that your first person shooter is going in the right direction exactly <laughs> should, yeah well when the juke Nukem 3d people come knocking that'll forget yeah. about the um the next one um was it always set to be two parts
2: um i it was kind of always decided that um like it was either going to be like episodic or it was going to be a really long development cycle right. um and so it was like we'll kind of kind of gauge how like progress is going and how you know how impatient people are getting for release and like with the demo out there people were just like clamoring for like want, wanting more of it and so it was like well you know if i'm gonna finish like if i'm gonna you know crank out like six to eight hours of, of campaign content it's probably gonna take me like another year you know like mm. like it would take till next year just at the rate that i was going and so um i kind of made the decision that it would be more it would be more worthwhile to kind of strike while the iron was hot and make a more manageable scoped like release. And um because like working what I was really afraid of was putting like two years of effort into it and then finding out that I had screwed up big time on something. Like maybe maybe it was like the balance of the game or just like yeah. something about and so it's like you spend all this time and then you release something that has some kind of major mistake that could have been fixed by getting it into the player's hands sooner, you know, and like see. um it's like uh I mean you look at like a game like like Elden Ring, which granted it's you know, completely different genre, completely different scale, but you like all of these gigantic like balancing issues, right? That that made it through QA and things like completely broken like, you know, interactions between items and and stuff like that that like <laughs> If I could, you know, if you could release an earlier part and you catch all of that and you use that feedback to then continue to guide the development of the next chapter, it it made a lot more sense for me as, like, right. as, a, as a solo developer. Because I kind of, I'm kind of in, like, an echo chamber most of the time of, like, you know, I'm working on the game, so, like, I have my own ideas about what, what's difficult and what's not difficult. And for me, like, you know, like, the game is is pretty easy you know it's it's, mm. it's a pretty it's it's very forgiving it's very easy to learn but then i take it to gamescom and people are playing on casual and getting destroyed um and, and granted gamescom is loud and you don't really get a lot of time to like focus on what's going course, on but, yeah. but still it's like you know it's one of those things that clearly there's if i want this to be accessible then i'm going to need like as much feedback from players as i can get to kind of guide that so um a lot of that stuff just kind of pulled me towards let's let's set a goal for like an amount of content that would that would actually be fun to play through and not, you know, not feel like another one hour demo kind of thing. Um And so I was like, ten maps sounds good, and I've kind of got it fleshed out for like the storyline of where I want each map to be. and uh, and even that was scary because like when I play through it to test it, it only takes me like two hours to beat it, you know, because I just like run through each map. right. And so it was like like two hours of content to is like mine? that's that's not very much. But then QA was averaging closer to like three to five, and then um, and then like initial streamers and people who were playing it and reviewers were averaging like three to like seven. The people who were really thorough were much closer to that like six hour mark, and so that was that was a big relief because that's you know that that's kind of closer to the target I was wanting anyway.
0: Yeah, I've just looked at mine. Four point nine was on mine, so straight yeah, through. and I'll be fair. Like it's it's interesting you say that because um yeah I'm I'm not a for retro fps it's not my first rodeo right mm-hmm. so i'm i'm alright with it but um i did actually watch a stream of um a friend of mine who was actually on the last podcast uh, my friend mark who was on there uh, he i watched him playing it cuz i recommended it to him and mm-hmm. i mean he doesn't play retro fps um like his retro fps is doom and mm-hmm. that's it so he's got no frame of reference in regards to like any of you know the stuff that people talk about blood and So when I'm trying to explain it to him, I'm I'm basically having to like just actually talk about the mechanics rather than what it's what it's like. I've got no reference point. I watched him playing it. Now I'm no I'm no keyboard and mouse evangelist, right? I'll play with whatever and have Mm -hmm. played games with whatever. But I was watching him play it of a pad, and honestly, it was like watching it was it was it was horrendous. But it wasn't because of the controls; mm-hmm. he just had no frame of reference as to what to expect with these kind of games. And it was very interesting to see that, like, we're both playing on the same difficulty, but it it wasn't an um, it wasn't anything to do with the game's balance. It was to do with like uh, what to expect, yeah, like what our expectations are. It was quite interesting. Um, I'll actually skip over the next question because the next one's slightly more relevant um 99 98 percent, whatever it's sat at the minute overwhelmingly positive that means that there's two percent of people out there who don't think it's overwhelmingly positive right and some of them are obviously just people screaming for no reason we all know this it's the internet it is mm-hmm. what it is but have you seen any criticism so far that has made you go yeah all right okay i'll have a i'll take that on board because i saw that you patched the um level map six uh-huh. the bit yeah of the yeah. Tank.
2: yeah that was a uh, there were a couple of reviews um that mentioned that pretty specifically and and it was also a pretty big pain point for the community and the, the thing that's tough about difficulty is the thing that's difficult about difficulty if you will <laughs> is um there's people on like the on like the steam forums and the cultic discord who play the game on extreme and have absolutely no trouble and and so hmm. to them you know they're like no nothing needs like there's no no difficulty balancing is needed the game is is fine but then you got people who play it on casual and or on standard and and have a hard time um, and and that's you know that's not the intent. The game is supposed. The game is designed to be very fair. The consistency of like the combat design. A lot, a lot of that. A lot of that's pulled so directly from Resident Evil 4 that I'm surprised I haven't gotten uh, sued yet. Um, I can't
0: believe you just said that. We'll get onto that in a second. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it's, and it's, it's just like. Um, and, and so with like <laughs> Map Six in particular, the issue wasn't so much that that it was like the boss fight was too hard. It was that there was no like mid fight checkpoint. And so that there, was the, that it, was my issue yeah and and so people would get to uh they would get to the point where the boss actually spawns because you kind of have to fight i don't spoil it too much but you have to you have to fight a bunch of enemies first like a few waves of enemies and then you have to fight an actual like boss enemy Mm. and the boss enemy switches things up so much that that's where people were dying at and they were having to replay a part that they weren't having trouble with and like and that's not and, and The the reason I didn't include a checkpoint wasn't because, like, I wanted people to, like, get good and get through the segment. It's because, like, it was an extreme technical hurdle to be able to interrupt a scripted sequence of events with a save point and load back into the middle of it. Um, And so my hope was that it just wouldn't be necessary (laughs) <laughs> um but but the but it turns out that people were getting really frustrated and like frustration is not is not what you want like no. um and, and somebody somebody so what really kind of made it like click in my head was somebody compared it to like um like dark souls when you die to a boss and then you have to slog through 20 minutes of the dungeon just to f- try the boss again and that's the reason that i stopped playing dark souls is because right. i hate that that's it's it's a bad kind of difficulty in my opinion um it's just it's it's an accessibility barrier and that uh, I, I was like yeah I, that's not what I want at all and so it, w- it was a no-brainer and there were some some of the, some folks were unhappy about the checkpoint getting added but these are folks who like had no problem with the boss and so it's like this like this doesn't affect your playthrough if you don't need it then like the fact that it's there isn't going to affect you at all like, yeah. you're, you're it's it's not a problem but it was causing problems people like who just wouldn't finish the game because they couldn't get past this part and so like yeah, you that's know, that's that was a no-brainer it took a little bit of doing to get it to work properly like in like injecting a quick save into the middle of that fight but but yeah stuff like that it's definitely worth it if there's a big pain point in the community i'm not it sometimes takes a while for me to be it's like okay i mean gosh it, it sucks when when an idea that you've laid out falls flat like it, it sucks when an idea that you were really psyched about just winds up not working um mm. but you so just kind of take that in stride and be like you know this in, in this particular case it doesn't affect my vision for cultic it doesn't affect no. like what i want the game to be it just opens up an accessibility barrier for some people um and so yeah stuff like that's easy
0: yeah because i i looked into that obviously just before this just to see what the reception was and like why you'd patched it. And like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I got to the boss, got killed almost immediately by said boss and was like, all right, cool, fine. I'll have an, and I don't know, maybe it's, you know, 30 years of playing video games, but I expected to start back at the cutscene of the boss coming in. Like that was, so when I didn't, I was a bit like, I've got to do this again. Now I, I kind of fall between worlds, but like, um, I'm not saying everyone should get good, but I have mm-hmm. seen with my own eyes that if the game's good enough, people will try. Like, I've yeah. seen that. And, um, yeah. but the, the, we- the big
2: hurdle there was that, like, the boss that spawns, once you've figured out how to take care of it, it's an extremely fast fight. Yeah. And so, and so the problem is, like, the, and the reason that I originally, like, didn't really opt to put the quick save in is because, like, like, starting there, isn't like you're doing the second half of this boss fight. You're no. doing like you're, you're doing like the last ten percent of the boss fight. Yeah. That's exactly um, it. But some people didn't see it that way. Some people no. really seem to struggle with with that boss fight. And I just didn't expect that. Because for me, I know like I know where the weak point is, I know all of its cues. And so for me it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know for some people it was. And so it's just like, yeah, no, we'll just yeah. we'll just we'll
0: just help you out. If there's also no way to know. That it's like right. if you if you've never beaten it, then you don't know that's the last ten percent of the right the, right. Like you you could you could think that there's another there's a a whole level after that, you know. Right. So it's I, I guess there's like a psychological barrier there as well, where you're like, hang on, I've got to do all this again. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess like um, I, I I beat it second go, so I, I beat it. By the way, just putting that on record, everyone, I beat it pre patch. <laughs> just letting that out there. Um, but um, my. One of the f- weird things I saw with it is that people were complaining about the fact that enemies spawn during the bit with the boss, mm-hmm. and I was just like, like, if if they don't, then you just sit there and shoot at yeah. it because you've got yeah. like, you've got no reason to move around. And the whole point of these retro FPS games is they kind of kick you around and make you run about and stuff, and yeah. you know, test your, yeah, and- test your aim
2: and like and and designing boss fights is is hard especially in a game like Cultic where your player has a lot of movement options mm. pretty much if you're going to design a boss that's a single entity like just one thing and the player can move that quickly your only options are like to make the boss move equally as quickly or to make it a bullet hell like those yeah. are like and, and without making it like a frustrating like slog through like just tons of like dodging and stuff it's it's tough because like the players the player's fast and the players' yeah. like capable. And so um, for me, the des- like the decision to add in the cultists there is because like like the boss on that map isn't really that big of a threat. it's it's the fact that it's like you you spent the first five maps learning how to deal with cultists. like they they're they're the bread and butter of the game. By this point, you should be comfortable fighting them. So now you have the first point in the game where the enemies are kind of coming to you. Rather than you coming to them, so you don't yeah. get the opportunity to like set everything up. You have to think on your feet more and actually use all the lessons you've learned about the arsenal. Like all, all of the TNT quick shots and using the lever action to, to penetrate through shields and, you know, using like lanterns to take out crowds. Like you have to apply all of that knowledge. And then on top of that, you have like a larger threat that you also have to deal with. And so it's like it's you're not because I I didn't want the players to be like learning a brand new set of gameplay rules just to t- just to fight this one boss right mm. you know i'm not I don't, i'm not going to take it to like you've spent the entire game you know being able to like uh like listen for enemy cues and then take cover from their gunfire and now suddenly you're fighting like a bullet hell boss that's like sending out rockets and fireballs and stuff and yeah it just it just didn't really and the, the final boss is kind of along those same lines so yeah, it's I tough
0: d- you know i didn't actually know that the bolt action rifle went through shields Oh yeah, that's great. I, I had no idea. Do you know how I, I was running up to them and point blanking them with a shotgun? Well,
2: that that's works it. too. That works too. Yeah, lever <laughs> action will with them. lever action will punch through. I think three targets. So if you've got two shield guys stacked up, you can actually take both of them out. Nice. So that that's that's it's the one the main unique edge it has over the the sniper rifle is that it can penetrate through an additional target, which is really ah, nice.
0: Because I saw that as well. I saw some people sort of saying like, "Oh, it has that." Um, classic fps trope that you get a gun that replaces a gun which is something that most games these days are trying to like push away like the whole arsenal has to be used but i had no idea yeah i feel really stupid running across (laughs) stages like i I was like sliding everywhere to get right up in front of them to double barrel them (laughs) But i mean
2: you can you can also just like Quick toss a TNT bundle at them. Oh, of course, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, like I spent a lot of time designing the arsenal for cultic so that like there wasn't overlap because that's one of my one of my least favorite things in games is when I just stop using a weapon because it's yeah. not useful anymore. Like the most common offender is the starting pistol. You know, like yeah. you, you you use it until you get gun number two and then you never touch it again. And I'm not a fan of that mainly because uh, I'm I'm a big I'm, I'm a big sucker for like a nice like old reliable starting pistol that's like really useful. Mm. Um. And so, like, that was just so it's like every single gun has its own, um, its own use and its own, like, scenario. But the weapon upgrade system allows you to increase the crossover. So, like, if you don't want to have to use the Sten ever, then you can upgrade the pistol to, you know, to make it more of like a submachine gun. Or if, you know, if you don't want to have to mess with, um using the sniper rifle as much you can you can just fully upgrade the lever action and use it all the time but some people really like having the scope and the ability to ads and so for them it's a no-brainer to go with mm. the rifle you know so like and like and there's and the really big interesting thing is the difference between people who like people who are who probably come from like more of a uh, like a horror survival horror background and are big ammo pinchers and they are like Use the pistol. Pistol's great. Never touch the sten. And then you get people who come from like run and gun shooter backgrounds, and they're like, "Love the sten. Pistol sucks." And it's just like, <laughs> it's it's such a funny like like it, it's like polarized. There's people. Yeah. Uh, there's not really anybody who uses both of them. It's like, no, the pistol. Why would I ever use the sten? at wastes ammo. Or why would I ever use the pistol? It's slow. <laughs> so um, the,
0: the, regarding the upgrade system, I can't. I can't believe you actually mentioned this earlier, but I, I guess it does make sense now. Um, there's the obvious blood influence, right? Just from a purely. It's the cultist and the dynamite, right? But mm-hmm. what I found after playing it is I found that there's probably far more Resident Evil 4 in it than yeah. I would say blood. I think that oh, yeah. a lot of the blood comparisons are literally gleamed off a very. Basically, two iconic things from that game lads in hoods and dynamite yeah. being chucked around, basically. And yeah. A lot of people have kind of ran with that. And I see, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad thing to be compared to that in, right. in some ways. But yeah, after finishing it, it was things like, um, obviously, the upgrade system. The fact that there was plenty of moments where the game was happy to go quiet and set up yeah. a set piece. And I found that very... I mean, I, I, you, could, you could probably broadly say survival horror, but I found it very specifically Resident Evil 4. And yeah. people chucking axes and stuff, you know. I mean, yeah. like that's that's very Ganados. So you know, I I can see that. Yeah. But yeah, are there any the- other? Uh, sorry, Karen.
2: No, sorry. It's like the, uh, the blood thing is so interesting because it's been like it's it's been kind of this constant battle for the entire development cycle. Because you know, like it, yes, there are obviously obviously blood influences on the game. Like you look at the choice to have TNT as a throwable. You look at mm. the the idea of a protagonist that kind of like you know like wakes up in a grave. Um, and then you have this, and then like the idea of you know cultists being like the bread and butter enemy. Like those are all like very obvious like influences. Mm. But the problem is that cult like cultic's gameplay goes in such a different direction from Blood. Yeah. And and Blood is one of my all-time favorite games. However, I think that aspects of its gameplay don't don't hold up well today. And that's not like a, I don't think that's like a, a you know a big brain opinion. I think no. like the, the the grueling hit scanning is kind of universally it's, like a yeah. like you, you you go into Blood expecting it, so it's fine, but like if it were in any other game, you would probably turn it off. Um, so it was more of a thing of like like it's tough cuz the when it gets compared to Blood blood's a fantastic game and it's considered to be like one of the best shooters out there and so when people make that comparison i know that they're usually doing it from a good place Mm. the problem is that it creates when you say that in the presence of people who are like big time blood fans it it creates that like immediate like defensiveness i saw that yeah of of, 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 like no it's not blood's way better and it's like it's or, or people go into cultic with the um and and they like immediately uh like Discard the game as crap because like TNT doesn't explode when it hits the ground kind of thing because they because you know somebody said that it was like blood so they go into it expecting the exact same game mm. and then and then they're upset when you know there's like well you know where are the where are all the like magic occult weapons and you know why isn't dynamite a left click to blow that thing up weapon and and so and and, and so yeah it, it's been tough because it's like I don't I don't want to shut down. Those comparisons, because like I know that for the most part they're coming from a good place, yeah. and um and, and and I'm proud to have cultic be considered up there with the ranks of games like that. But at the same time, it's such a dangerous thing to do because then it you know then it gets people to the point where they won't look at cultic as its own game they won't consider um like the things that it does uniquely because they look at it through this lens of this is like this is a threat to blood like it, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a direct it's a direct competitor to my favorite game and it's not like like both games do very very different things um yeah. and so yeah it, it's it's been it's tough um but mm. i think you were starting to ask about other influences before yeah i, I was basically going to say
0: that outside of blood and what i found resident evil 4 is there anything yeah. less obvious that you know you you were influenced by that's in the mixer
2: yeah yeah so you know obviously a lot of aesthetics um and 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 flavors here and they're pulled from blood and then Resinol four so much so that like i said i mean people say that like the the cultists are like, oh, that's obviously a blood. But like, if you put the pistol cultist next to a Resident Evil Force Zealot, it's like, oh yeah, I should definitely be going to prison for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Dark Forces 2 was another big one that I drew inspiration from, um, specifically nice. in the, the openness and verticality of the levels. Um, of yeah, course, Dark yeah. Forces 2 had like, you know, you had a force jump. So like your character pretty much from like the third map had the ability to jump like 30 feet in the air. And so like the design of the map and the verticality and the kind of go anywhere-ness of the design had had to work around that, and that was really fun and it wasn't just and it wasn't necessarily in this way of like you have to constantly be using the force jump to explore every nook and cranny for secrets but it was just like using it means that you can get to more advantageous positions you can find like different routes through the map and that's something that i always thought was really cool um and mm. so that 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 was a major influence in like the um kind of the design of cultix maps where they're, they're you know like fairly open-ended in terms of like most of the time you can you can jump on or over or under things or stack props up and kind of go wherever you want um so that was another big one that uh, that i talk about
0: cool um there's a lot of retro fps in development at the minute um one of the things i did find was um uh, Realms Deep 2021 was like, it was hundreds and hundreds oh, it of games. it was crazy. It was wild. You'll never see anything like that again. But yeah. I did notice that 2022 was quite, not in terms of like the scope of the project, but like in terms of what they announced was quite pared back. And I think a bit of that was because a lot of I think a lot of those people who are making retro FPS suddenly realized the task that they had, like oh, started, yeah, yeah. you know, like you know, game development takes some time, and I think a lot of them, you know, they're just kind of in the on the back burner or whatever. Um, but is there anything like kind of kicking around that scene at the minute that you've got your eye on? Um,
2: I uh, I was really looking forward to incision and it, of course it mm-hmm. came the for the first episode that came out already i was that was a one that i was really really looking forward to um but i um gosh this is this is always a really hard thing to talk about because it makes me sound like a, a gigantic butthole um but like <laughs> i uh i obviously like being part of the retro shooter sphere i know a lot of developers mm-hmm. um, and I, t- I chat with a lot of them and i've been avoiding like looking at and playing other retro shooters right now uh or at least during like development sure. because it's it's so scary or for me being like a super anxious person it's like i it's so concerning like looking at because it's like you look at these games, and like I know the developers and I know how talented they are, and I know that their games are going to be awesome. And so, I don't want to get into a game and then start doubting everything that I've been working on. Because, right, and yeah. like, and like, I made an exception with Incision because that dev's a super cool guy, and I really wanted to try it out. And, like, first thing in that game is like I don't know if either of you have played it yet, but um, you, uh, your you're starting weapon's like this big chunky revolver, and on the alt fire your your character starts like twirling it around and then at a certain moment in the animation it flashes and if you fire during that moment it does like a critical shot oh. and i did that and i was like <laughs> i was like cultic sucks i have to start over like this is <laughs> this is this is everything and uh and, and it's funny it's such a common thing i um there's a there's like a, a top-down survival horror world war one game called conscript yeah I've, um, I that. that i that I've got my eyes on. I know that one's not a retro shooter, but that's one of the yeah. ones I've really got my eyes on. And uh, the developer and I have kind of like chatted back and forth on Twitter and like tweeted at each other. And 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 we actually met up at Gamescom. And, oh. uh, and and he's a super cool guy. Absolutely like one of the most wholesome people you'll meet. But we, we were chatting and um, it turns out that we were part of a – like like kind of like an amateur game developer's community at the same time. We I mean obviously through internet anonymity and and screen names we didn't know it. But it's like we we were part of the same community. And because I was telling him that like this game that he's working on reminds me of a game I was working on because I worked on a top down two D survival horror game a while back. Um and I like I was talking about it, and he was like, "Oh, like what?" And I like told him the name, and he was like, "I remember playing that because I was working on this top-down survival horror game." And uh, and I was like, I, "I was like, no way!" I stopped working on mine because I thought yours looked so much better. And I was like, "Oh, I can never, I can never get to that level." And he was he was basically like, "Yeah, I stopped working on mine because I played yours." And I was like, "Yeah, I can't get to this level." And I was like, "We sabotaged each other, man." It was, <laughs> it's just so funny, but it's like. So I've got this big backlog of all these retro shooters that I need to dive in and play cuz it's just like the idea of like of just like losing motivation because you play something that has all these really cool ideas that I'm like oh god that that's so much better than how I did this and and it's just mm. it, it's a dangerous game and so especially if you're on <laughs> your own
0: like yeah, if you yeah. had a team you know some people are not going to you know they're not going to react to it like that they're going to be able to take influence in different ways and maybe yeah. see where they're going wrong but I suppose if you're on your own you can only really work yeah. out how your own brain reacts to stuff like that and go with it yeah. go with your instinct and it, to not play anything yeah
2: and and it, it just really sucks because you, I, you, I don't i don't want to feel like you know these these other these awesome developers and their projects are like are like your competition but it's so mm-hmm. hard to not like sure. look at it that way and and just be like oh god like if, if i play this and i feel like you know like the gunplay feels better than the game i'm working on it's going to just like destroy my morale <laughs> so um but yeah you're right in the case of like it being a team it's you know it's generally I, I would say much wiser to look at things that worked well yeah. for other teams and and because uh, that because that's just that's how game dev moves forward is you know it's like the 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 first game that figured out that holding down left trigger to aim down sites is actually kind of a cool thing and then it's like you know stuff like that is like that that's that's what moves genres forward mm. so
0: yeah definitely well final question about um well sort of the interview portion is other than your own game what is your favorite functioning toilet in a video game my
2: favorite functioning toilet in a video game yeah oh um oh probably uh um oh gosh that's such a that's such a difficult thing to say right off the rip so <laughs> i I, actually, I would say that my favorite functioning toilet in a game is a game i haven't played yet and that's uh hrot, hrot?
0: because oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. i because
2: i saw i mean i saw the videos of that and i was like what a funny thing to work into your game like that's great uh and then of course shamelessly just stole the idea and and threw it in cultic so yeah um, it's it's, just... it's
0: it's genuinely like one of my favorite things to see in a game because it's it's never it, it never has a point yeah, yeah like yeah. It, it's it's something that like a developer has gone Gone then. I'll put that, I'll put that yeah. in. Apart from in Duke, Duke and 3D, when you can kick a functioning toilet to death and drink yeah. from the water that comes out of it and get health back.
1: I, I mean, mean just... Death Stranding has a functioning toilet as well. Technically, it does.
0: It does. It's, yeah, it's a. Do- it doubles up as a shower, which that's, that's a lot of questions.
1: And it turns your feces into grenades. So yeah,
0: it has a function. That's Kojima on a different. He's like, no, there you go. On yeah. a different level. <laughs> apparently, apparently, cultic's toilets
2: are also now a speed running strat. I've been told. So really, that's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> apparently, there's now there's now a move called the void flush, uh, where you can manage to like you can manage to glitch yourself through the floor using the toilets, and I'm just like i could fix it like i know what's causing it but i right. don't think i but i but i can't possibly kill something with this no, cool a name as the void flush
0: that's that's, that's it isn't it it's like the, the speed running things a total juggling act where you have to kind of go, like so me and nick play a lot of fighting games and the thing mm. about fighting games is you can be the greatest developer on earth with the best qa team to ever be assembled but when you give that game to the degenerates like us in the fighting game community we're going to find the most broken right. stuff that right. we're looking for it and speedrunners have got that same genetic mm-hmm. build up that they are just yeah. looking for like and they're not doing it like uh, someone was uh, a friend of mine was talking to me about like some of the things you see in like the sort of sonic community that like a, a new sonic game will come out and regardless of the game's quality you'll see a video of someone mm-hmm standing on a piece of geometry that was never meant to be stood on and the game is glitching out and they'll go see told you it's rubbish right and it's because they're kind of looking to hit these like points of like this game sucks this you know whereas Uh um with 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 speedrunners sure they're looking for the same stuff but they're not doing it out of malice. They're not trying mm. to prove you wrong or do anything like that. They're yeah. going, what is the best way for us to enjoy this? So it must be quite different. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there's probably times where what they find is like detrimental to everyone's experience and then you kind of have to yeah. pull the trigger on it.
2: Yeah, so like obviously Cultux's full of like speedrunning stuff, um, with all like the movement tech and the kick boosting and being able to mm. move props around. Um, but for me, it it just it just depends on like how easy it is to access. Um, like if, if you, like somebody found a a skip the other day, that is literally just like a piece of geometry wasn't steep enough that you would slide down it. So you could climb up it. And that was what, but you could literally just like jump onto it and walk up it. And that's, that's too, that's a little too easy. Like the cat, like a casual player could just walk up to it and do it. So stuff like that. Um, but usually, when I've done that, I've tried to make sure there's another way to do the same skip that's just a little harder. And so, like for that one, cool. it was like i'm I'm taking this out, but I'm adjusting the position of one of these like lamp posts so you can still make the jump. It's just harder to do right so right. you know like i don't I don't want to remove the skip entirely, but like it's a little too easy to do right now,
0: fair enough, right. Well. Going from games that are influenced by Resident Evil 4 to actual, factual Resident Evil 4. And um, also, uh, a bunch of Silent Hill stuff that was announced this week. I mean, it's near Halloween. Everyone's getting their scary game announcements out by the looks of things. But in the last week, we have seen a Silent Hill broadcast by Konami announce a whole boatload of new Silent Hill stuff. And um, a Resident Evil um broadcast whatever it was called which um although it a lot of it was kind of taken up by some uh, resident evil 7 dlc bits like they they showed off they didn't announce they showed off the resident evil 4 remake um and um i think i think i mean i've got mixed opinions on both sides of it but i think i think based on a little chat we had before the stream we might have like a decent set of varied opinions on this so let's start with silent hill 2 because mm-hmm. Nick is Mr. Silent Hill 2. He's done his deep dives. He knows oh, he knows excellent. the game inside and out. I'm a big fan of it. My AS level um, textual analysis piece was on the plot of Silent Hill 2 back in the early 2000s. <laughs> so I've managed to do... I've done my time in the Silent Hill plot analysis minds like a lot of people have done. And, you know, I, I love the game, and I, I really like how the... Um, the first game sets up the universe, and then this from that point onwards, you could have hypothetically done a million Silent Hill twos, just self-contained, right. you know, plot-heavy. The you know, you people end up in this horrible place because mm-hmm. of X, Y, and Z, but they didn't go down that road. They then did the um, the Prometheus option and tried to over-explain why it's like it. And my love for Silent Hill is basically the first game because of, you know, time I played it, nostalgia for it, and the second game because I think the story is genuinely a masterpiece. But after that, I'm kind of take it or leave it with them a little bit. I, I actually like <laughs> 4 more than 3. It's a significantly worse game to play with some silly things in it. But I kind of like the vibe of it. But
2: You just like that it has chocolate milk in it?
0: Pretty much. <laughs> but, um, but my my weird thing about this um, remake of 2 is... I mean, we'll get on to the... the developers in a minute but taking that aside completely and just looking at it there was something a little i mean again i think this is my personal there was something a little bit too clean cut about it there was something a little bit like lifeless to it i found i there's something really horrible about silent hill 2 that i can't put my finger on and i you know a, a portion of that is probably just it's on the ps2 but I don't know, seeing it in super brilliant ultra 4K visuals it really detracted from like my you know what I what I enjoyed about those games. Like it didn't look horrible enough.
1: That's that's the hard thing, isn't it? I mean, sometimes we get so lost in our nostalgia we forget to enjoy things even if they're going to be good. Now, I'm not necessarily saying I'm believing Solemn Hill 2's remake is going to be good. Right. You know, I'm, I'm reserving judgement, I'm sitting on the fence so I don't want to get my hopes up um, but I'm not uh, I'm not against the possibility that I might like it and I'm not against a new art direction, I'm even not against them adding new scenes or some kind of extra context to it all um, as long as it's done well mm. you No. Know. Uh, that uh, is a big question mark with that one. Yeah. Now, the the thing was with Silent Hill Two is it was it was that significant. I broke my own rules and I I I I moved the series aside and did something different. I put out a discussion video uh, yeah. asking, basically, the community to discuss it, and you know, I, I put my own thoughts in there. But I thought I, I wanted to see what people were saying and just sit back and take it all in and it's been fairly mixed. there's I'd say at the minute it's about 50 50 almost there's half really? the ha, ha, half of people are going this looks really good. I really enjoyed Bloober Team's games uh, and then there's the other half going Bloober team is terrible they have done they don't understand mental health and all sorts of other things like that and uh, I don't believe this remake will be any good. The first game was perfect. So it's really hard (laughs) to see that that almost that even split to go. You know, I mean, I will take it for what it is when it comes out and I play it. If it's bad, I can still go back and play two. I am Mm. happy with that. Now, obviously, there's comes into question the whole. You know, how do you play two these days? (laughs) You know, if if that was if it was readily readily available, then absolutely fine. Yeah, but. You know, obviously there are ways, uh, using (laughs) massive air quotes there, um, but you know, not everyone's going to have access to that, and I think that that's something that should be thought about Mm -hmm. for sure. So, I don't know. (laughs) It's 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 a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm quietly optimistic, but. And like yeah. on
2: top of on top of the accessibility of like the actual game like the the actual game itself yeah. like fi- like being able to play it without straight up pirating it. I think that there's the so so yeah, bringing it to a new a new generation a new console is going to be great. Um the, there's also the accessibility part that like the gameplay of Silent Hill 2 is bad. It's it's not good. It 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 is not held up in like in any regard. And that comes from somebody who was just playing it 2 hours ago. Um it's just like it's oof. Oof, man and so here's here's my thing like i i'm not i'm not a big silent hill buff at all i was i was a resident evil guy and i didn't get into silent hill until i was like in college um but i really i like silent hill 2 um for everything except for the gameplay which is not good right. when it's a game um but like 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 the 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 audio design and and the art direction and the story and the ambience like that's all great um hmm. And so for me, I think that like the best possible outcome is if they give it the like the re2 make treatment, where it's basically like you you keep the story largely intact, you upgra- obviously you upgrade the visuals, and then you you don't like reinvent the gameplay, but you move it to like something that's that's uh, accessible. And functional. Like Resident Evil 2's combat isn't like game isn't a, isn't a big game changing thing. It it is a perfectly tight, functional third person shooter. There's not a lot of depth to it, you know. Like it's not like Resident Evil 4 where you're you're juggling like hit reactions and contextual melees and 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 trying to manage the adaptive difficulty of, of the enemies. It's but it is a, a very functional third person shooter with, with decently satisfying gunplay. And I think that like if they can just elevate the combat to that level, because I know combat's not like a big part of silent hill at least i don't think it's supposed to be but silent hill 2 makes it so that it is necessary like getting through hallways without getting walloped by nurses is like Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have to expend some ammo and so that shouldn't be a miserable experience and like Hitting nurses with a with a plank as James on PS2 is a miserable experience, and, and people and people make the argument all the time, it's like, well, he's an, he's a, he's an everyman, you know, he's not yeah, he's not yeah, a yeah, soldier, yeah. and it's like that's fine, but an everyman can still take lo- can still take less than three seconds to decide to swing at something, you know, <laughs> like like uh like i think that like resident evil 7 did a good job of like that every man protagonist like you can have somebody who's 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 reloads are sloppy who's panicking constantly who's like what the hell is that what the hell is going on Mm. um and who's melee and who can't you know do any fancy melee attacks but can still swing a knife you know yeah um the part that i can't really speak to and i'm curious about is um is the handling of the story because like i watched i watched the trailer and i was like oh man this looks really good like like it looks so cool to have this be like you know in modern graphics and then i saw and then somebody immediately i saw the comment of like like oh why is you know what is i assume it's okay to talk silent hole two spoilers yeah yeah okay Uh, uh somebody immediately was like why is james in the bathroom, already like trembling and freaking out, like you know, like it's it's like his end game emotions are present at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, like that's a good point, yeah. And, and so and so that's where I worry that like I wonder, and that's so it makes me wonder because I feel like there's you've got you've got the people who, and I'm one of these people, I'll admit it, who like the 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 the, the like campiness of the voice acting and kind of like the stiltedness of the human to human interactions to me that that pulls me out of the experience but i but i get i get the argument all the time that that's part of like the dreamlike mysterious quality of and i get that totally but i feel like if it's if blooper team if they're of the camp that like awkward voice acting and interactions is bad and they would rather clean up you know you know or or bring it to like modern storytelling or whatever i i think that's going to really burn people who prefer the like the the dream uh, like like uh, abstract nature of everything, so that's probably something that Nick can talk to a little more. Yeah, I, d- I
1: just thing you mentioned there about the the mirror sequence. Now, I don't want to say too much because have you finished Silent Hill two yet, Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, oh yeah. So you, you finished? It. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, it may all and once again, apologies, ladies and gentlemen, massive spoilers for Silent Hill two, but <laughs> not necessarily something you would have picked up.
0: I'd like to think you've already watched your videos we've been promoting them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you if, if you need
1: a if you need a deeper explanation, there's a really good video on the internet about it uh, <laughs> called Deep Dives. Um so by the time uh, when that scene starts in the mirror um you don't know this but his wife Mary is actually dead in the boot of his car.
2: Is that confirmed?
1: Is yes. that like a confirmed thing? Okay. Con- yeah. She is dead in the boot of his car, but He's suffering through PTSD and right. has blocked that out. So when you see him in the mirror, in the original, he looks fairly calm. Mm-hmm. He's there for a purpose to find his wife. Now, the new scene, as depicted in the in the new trailer, he's trembling. So that begs the question is, are they changing that aspect?
0: More, more obvious. Now, it's interesting you should say that because... Right, one of my... One of my concerns, so I'm fully in the concerned camp of all of this, right? <laughs> um, first of all, combat. You're right. Silent Hill 2's combat is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Bloober Team have never done combat. Oh, really? So I've got no way to, like most of their games are, mm. you know, you walk around, you solve some puzzles, you experience the story.
2: So I'm not, now, real quick, I'm not super familiar with Bloober Team. What's their, what's their development
0: background? They've done a bunch of like sort of horror stuff. They did Layers of Fear, first person walking, sort Yeah, I haven't played the term, but walking sim, people understand. I
1: I haven't played any of their games, admittedly. So Um, this is me. Maybe this is why I'm not so concerned. Okay,
0: I'll 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 pitch my case. So their games don't really involve combat. Okay, Mm. they're sort of horror experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, There's they did like that Blair Witch game. They did. Observer, the one with Rutger Hauer in it, which so, is, I heard that was quite their best work. That's their best work right. by far. And they did the Medium, um, which came out, you yeah, know, two years ago, last year, whenever it was, and it was kind of, it, it, it. Looking back at it now, it really does look like their audition for Silent Hill Two. When you kind of like factor in the multiple world things, the kind of mm-hmm. setting and stuff, but um, one of the issues I've had with all of their games, with the exception of Observer, is. The plots haven't been great like the writing hasn't been amazing and in the case of the medium um like i i'm i'm never i've never been one of those people who thinks that a game shouldn't tackle certain subjects because at the end of the day it's an art form mm-hmm. you know and you should be able to put whatever you want into your games but if you get it wrong or it comes off crass or you know it comes off that you know you you know you were using it for like you know, exploitative reasons to shock rather than really earning putting some right. graphic stuff in. then you know you're gonna get re- dragged over the coals for it, and that's what happens when you put out art, you know it's gonna go one with the other um blue um Blueber team in the medium they try to tackle some mental health stuff, and there's a there's much uh, much better videos on the internet that explains than me, but the general gist of the end of the medium is. Uh, people who were abused probably should just be killed. Is <laughs> the kind oh. of and, wow, yeah, and it's a little bit. There's obviously a little bit more subtlety to it than that, but it's not a. It's it's not a good grasping of what mm. they were trying to get across, and it's something that I've seen um, with some games. I mean, Silent Hill Two is a great example of a game that does it right, where um, it it tackles some really messed up stuff. But it does it in it kind of it, it. You know, it's regarded as one of the best horror stories in games. It's regarded. Some people call it the best. So they they did it. They they tackled some really serious stuff head on and got it right. I have seen Blue team tackle very serious subjects and get it wrong, and it comes off a little a little edgy, a little you know. It 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 doesn't work for me. Now, the argument against what I've just said here is well, we don't have to worry about the story because it's already written. It's already so written, maybe yeah. all that they have to do is just make it look good, make sure they don't botch the combat and stick Silent Hill Two story into it and you're away, right? We're laughing. This, this it's all like going to be good.
2: This is like an earlier Game of Thrones thing. It, it's already written, so like we don't, you don't necessarily have yeah. to worry about the writing talent of the team. <laughs>
0: exactly. However, this whole thing that's come up this evening about the, you know, is his wife in the boot of the car thing. Right if they are going to make that more explicit i don't know why but in my mind that already sets me down the road of i don't know i think some things are better off not explained yeah. you know what i mean like and some and i think something like that is a little bit too like if there's i just see it being a bloober game where at the end you can open the boot and she's in and you know i mean i'm i'm extrapolating from nowhere but i'm just going mm. on my previous experience with them where their approach to horror has either been mishandling serious subjects or jump scares. And yeah. that's all it, I've got to go is, on.
2: It is also like a two-second clip though. So like for all we know, it could be, you know, he could be trembling in the mirror and then and then like a wash of calm comes over him and then the You're game right, starts. Yeah. And then if they if they decide to um like kind of like if they decide to say definitively canonically in the story in the game she was dead in the boot and the trunk of the car all along then it's like oh that's why he was trembling at the beginning you know it's like it it kind of still works and so Mm -hmm. you have to wonder like how much of this is going to be one of those things where it comes out and people who aren't silent hill 2 aficionados are going to be like oh my god this is the best game that ever came out and then people who are like bigger fans of the original are going to have like big and i'm sure God, there's got to be other games that have done that, that have followed like the exact same path, where like there was a remake and fans of the original hated it. And, oh yeah,
0: yeah, almost all remakes ever in yeah. the history of time. Like, um, um I think like the, even like the Shadow of the Colossus one, which is literally just a visual remake. Like it has the same, you know, to the best of my knowledge, had the same mechanics. But even then, people looked at both those games and went, "Oh, I prefer the PS2 one." So
1: mm-hmm. the one, the one saving grace, possibly, hopefully. Fingers crossed, <laughs> is the inclusion of um, Masahiro Ito and Akira Yamaoka. Uh, You know, the two legends. They're coming yeah. back, and they're involved in the project. Now, Masahiro Ito always, always is active and talking on Twitter, especially about Silent Hill. And, you know, you ask him a question about the series. He confirms it. He's like the man to go to almost, and, you know, so you've got everything from him. You've got... Hope. Now, I don't think they have to do the same music, necessarily, like, the track is great. Um, it sounds if,
0: slightly different on the yeah. trailer. Well, they, they,
1: it's the thing, yeah, they could just be remixing it, which I'd probably be fine with, mm. but, you know, it, even having him involved, he's a legend, it's, you know, it's a yeah. plus point towards this development. Um, so there's hope, but also in the same breath we did hear that they are going to be changing things up and adding some new stuff, even new characters, um, which is worrying.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, though, it's, 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 it might not be.
1: This is, again, it might not you know, be, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm shooting my own arguments down here, but like you know, yeah. they might get it right this time. But yeah. I can only go on what I've seen of them historically, and I find most of their stuff... Just like real bottom rung, like yeah. horror, modern horror stuff. They've done nothing that's made me go, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." Outside of Observer, where they they let's put it this way, they did they got it right once. So <laughs> let's let's hope. Let's hope.
1: Yeah, mm. It's I mean, there's to say that was it was a long transmit, the Silent Hill transmission. There mm. was a lot to. It's weird, actually, seeing Konami go so full bore with Silent Hill considering the length of quiet we've had with that series. Mm.
2: Silent Hill F looks awesome. I'm super excited mm. for for a uh for a, a for Silent Hill uh you know as a franchise made by a Japanese company to go the J horror route cuz J horror mm. is like J horror is the flavor of horror that just that gets under my skin like big time. Yeah. Um and so like seeing them I mean cuz it's like it's like fatal frame, right? You're like you're taking your horror setting like straight into like into like you know Japanese folklore and setting, I think it's going to be awesome. It looks great. So, I don't know
1: much about the writer behind it, but someone uh, I know was 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 wax lyrical about him, yeah. uh, saying that he's done something else which was really good. A friend of mine who's into their visual yeah.
0: novels says that like he's legit, like he's yeah. the horror guy right now. He's that's nice. a great. That's a great signing, so to speak, to get him <laughs> on board. Yeah.
1: So uh, and and to say the the, tra- the trailer was you know obviously it's just a you know. Yes. Yeah, CGI it's trailer. Fun, yeah. but it's it's Definitely very unnerving fun. and you know, uncomfortable. it makes you feel uncomfortable, right? Watching it. Yeah, you just like yeah. I, I, I yeah. me personally, I, I don't like flowers sprouting out of people. Yeah. It's a one by one weird thing. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't like flowers sprouting out of people. Like that's, <laughs> that's a fairly common thing to be terrified of, I <laughs> see what you mean. You mean that um yeah. that was it tryptophobia yeah, or yeah. something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you ever
1: seen the film called The Fountain? I have. That's the one with Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman it's one of the worst yeah. films I've ever yeah, seen. It was but wild. It turns into a tree at the end of it, and that made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but so yeah. it's like it's
2: like uh, so for you then, like um, like the like the university basement in Last of Us, where it's just like a, like a fungus hallway with like people with like shit growing out of them. That I see, I stuff that, that stuff I can't. <laughs> gross. Nasty. What about
0: the Deku tree at the start of Ocarina of Time?
2: Oh no, that's fine. I I I think I think I think the visual medium really takes down the uh, really takes down, and and the mustache really just it just pulls you out of it.
1: Um, Townfall looks like it could be interesting.
0: That looks real. That looks so. I can probably say this now because it's been confirmed. So about a year ago, I I I, I protect my sources, but I heard a year ago that there was three Silent Hill projects in the pipeline. One of them was the Silent Hill Two remake. The worst kept secret in fucking world but I also was told that there was a short form you know sort of horror experience by and I I was told no code so again that was no surprise to me but Silent Hill F was super interesting to me because I was not I, I did not know anything about its presentation or anything like that I was just straight up told oh and there's a mainline Silent Hill game called Silent Hill 5 in the pipeline so when that wasn't shown but i saw silent hill f i thought Ah, uh, i see where my sources got his information wrong there that's that's where he's misread that unless so, it is that's so the
2: t- townfall was the um that was the one that started off with like like the little pocket tv yeah. radio so when i saw so seeing that i i to me, like the uh, the engine they were using for that, and like the presentation, that that's them just bringing PT back, right? It's that that seems to me like they're capitalizing on that formula of, of making that like because you know that that PT style of game, a walking simulator, right? Yeah. really kind of exploded after that, and so I like. When I saw that presentation, especially like the format of like the news pot, you know, it's the same thing from the radio uh, news broadcast and PT. I saw it and I was like, oh, this is this is them capitalizing on PT like they're they're making, which I'm obviously I wish PT would have become a thing. But like as long as it still Mm. becomes a thing, I'm I'm down for it because that's like one of the most Deeply unsettling horror experiences I've ever played, and yeah, and it (laughs) just—I
0: am like once I I mentioned it on the show before. I once famously played PT on my own in a dark cinema on a screen, and Um, it was horrendous. Basically, it was one of the worst experiences of my gaming life. Um, But have you played their other games? No code. I've not. No. So, well, maybe. What are their other games? um, Stories Untold and Observation. So. Both very good. Both super narrative-driven. Not much in the way of gameplay. Few puzzles here and there, but it's really about driving home the narrative. The PT comparison is sort of just a side side effect of the stuff they do anyway. All their okay. stuff is kind of first-person horror. Uh-huh. Like, like, observation, you're on a space station and it's kind of got the whole 2001 AI gone uh-huh. rogue thing. And Stories Untold is... It's I can't really talk about it, about spoiling it, but it's kind of like a series of horror shorts that have like an overarching thing. But um, okay. it's they are a perfect fit to do something that is like PT, a kind of first person na- heavy narrative driven adventure game. And unlike Bloober Team, who I think their track record is not the hottest stories untold and observation, I would recommend to anyone who's got an interest in horror stuff. Both of them excellent. So. I'm confident with that one as well. Then and then on top there's of that. a movie. Well, there's a movie. <laughs> and which Silent Hill Ascension, which, see, th- mm. this is the problem is like, I have this thing with Silent Hill where um, I think the movie did more damage than it was worth. I actually don't mind the first movie. No, I think it was great. But, it, but, it, yeah. but I, I was working in like, you know, retail at the time. And when that came out on DVD, it sold like gangbusters and it did really well. And. instantly you can tell that it made it turned some marketing man's heads and went we've got to make it like that moving forward that um ascension looks a lot like that sort of side of silent hill the kind of way more traditional horror rather than the kind of psychological stuff and just hearing the term you and your friends can shape the canon of silent hill i was just like all oh, right i see we're going down the netflix route here we're going down the marvel universe thing we want to turn it into the silent hill extended universe and i don't know like i think five years ago i'd have been like this is the coolest thing in the world but i'm just super burnt out on all of that now that just hearing anything that talks about like extended canons and stuff like that i'm just like can we not just... Ha- did we not learn anything from Silent Hill 2 being a singular piece of media that can be enjoyed on its own? That's what I hope F is as well. But the movie they did announce, Christopher Gann's doing Silent Hill 2, which is what he should have done yeah. 10 years ago whenever it was. like That's what we should have got anyway, instead of that dreadful 3D monstrosity. Um, so
2: Return to Silent Hill is um, like, do you think that's going to... Because like the original silent hill film kind of did like the resident evil film thing where they're like it's 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 based on the game but it's not the game but like silent hill 2 that's it, it's super dangerous to go that route right it is yeah and so like i have to imagine that especially when it's going to be coming out i assume around the remake you'd assume like, so it, it, wouldn't you yeah like it would be massively shooting yourself in the foot to release a remake of two and then a film that's com- like That's, you know, it's completely something different, but it has the same characters because then you're just going to, like, confuse the fan base and Hmm. that Silent Hill fan base doesn't need help in being confused about the plot. No,
0: no,
1: no. But if you are confused about the plot, ladies and gentlemen, there's a really good video on the (laughs) internet called uh, Silent Hill 2 Story Explained Analyzed by the channel Deep Dives. Um, Mm -hmm. You should probably check that out. So a bit of a... Shameless self-plug And there. if you haven't
0: done that by now, then come on, man.
1: We yeah, plug like it every week. Um, I know, I know. Sorry.
0: So, as well as the Silent Hill stuff, Capcom got involved. They had to get their horror franchise out there. Now, I'm going to go first in on this one, because I've had like a really weird experience of it. <laughs> I love Resident Evil 4, and I love Resident Evil 2, and I love Resident Evil 1. And do you know what? I, 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 I'll I be lying if I say I didn't love Nemesis as well, right? But I like the originals, and there's a lot of reasons why I like those games. You know, They're great for starters, but I didn't like resi 2 remake okay and I'll tell you why uh, obviously like some some of the mechanical things I didn't like like the mr X became annoying rather than scary very quickly like you know I, I shouldn't be able to defeat him by running around a table but um but my my <laughs> main issue with it is you know all the stuff you were saying earlier about um you know how it's a very good functional solid action game mm-hmm this is my stupid brain but i don't consider all of that a plus um i've i've got this thing at the minute where like i think that you can have good design principles that should be shared but i think we've hit a bit of a point where things are getting quite homogenized like a lot of games they feel the same mm-hmm. and resident evil 2 if i do the list of things that i love about resident evil 2 sure the setting and the characters are on the list but i i like I mean, I don't just like, it's one of my favorite games, Resident Evil 2. I love that it's a cinematic fixed camera thing. I'm not a, pro- I don't have a problem with tank controls, you know, like I-, I loved that Resident Evil 2. And when you factor in that Resident Evil 1, a game I love, was remade as a fixed camera thing and is regarded as one of the best Resident Evil games full stop, to see Resident Evil 2 turned into something that was basically a totally fine Probably above average, you know. I'm not going to dump on it. It was obviously a very good game, um, third person shooter, basically horror game. It, it it caused a big disconnect with me. I was kind of doing things from the old game, but it felt super new, and I ended up just getting a bit bored of it. Like I I, I finished it out of a sense of duty. Which meant, weirdly, I enjoyed the Resident Evil 3 one more, even though it is fundamentally a worse game, right? In terms of all of its content, a lot of the stuff. But I it was short and sweet and it it, it felt like an um just like a quick, you know, roller coaster tour through some set pieces from Resident Evil 3. Which get, brings us to four eventually. So when I first when they first announced Resident Evil 4, I took one look at it and I just went I love Resident Evil 4. It doesn't need to be remade. And I get that some people don't like the rooting to the spot shooting, but for my money, I was just like, it's still really good. Um, and anyway, they showed this footage off, and I've completely changed my mind. I thought it looked incredible. Now, yeah. if I'm being if I'm being cynical and trying to work out how my brain has made this jump, it is probably because the jump from... The Resi 4 that I know and love to the kind of modern, more action-orientated Resident Evil is a much smaller gap than Resi 2 that I love to Resi 2 Remake. That's a totally different game. So I watched that trailer and I was just like, like, this looks like they have taken Resident Evil 4. And maintained all of the principles of the game that I love, made it look incredible, and let me set a cow on fire. What, like yeah.
1: this is this is. Oh, I'm giving you parries as well.
0: I, I'm giving, yeah. And yeah, and if there's a, if there's ever a way into my heart, it's to put a parry in your game. Yeah. Um, but the second you put a parry in, I'm like, right, I'm there, sold instantly. Yeah, Nick like can when, attest.
2: when when like Resident Evil 4 remake first started getting whispered about, um, I you know at the time when I when it first like started buzzing around, Resident Evil 2 remake was out um and so for me when i hear that and you see like kind of those original like the original like the very first leaks in the very first trailer it was like it looked like they were doing the re2 make thing where it's like this is going to be a a, an re engine graphical feast and narrative experience with some combat Mm -hmm. and and it will be perfectly functional third person combat but it will be like Resident Evil 2, where shooting a zombie in the head doesn't do anything special. Go, you know, like there's no reason to do any combat approach over any other. There's not really much nuance to it. Um and there might be some RE2 remake buffs out there who are just who would crucify me for saying that. But like I, I just don't think there's much depth to that combat. And then yeah, so it was the same thing. I was like, I'll probably play it. But I'll never choose it over the original because what I love about the original is the depth of the combat and and, and just like the way that the combat design works and the reliability of all of these different like strategies you can employ and the fact that Resident Evil 4's combat is designed to let you be good at the game. You know, like you if you figured out how to use the knife and you figured out how to like you know like which weapons are going to work for your play style. Like you can save ammo, you can save health. You know, it's not like Resident Evil Six where where health and ammo spawns stop as Soon as your inventory inventory starts stacking up there's no like artificial scarcity or anything like that mm. and then yeah same thing i watched that gameplay was that just yesterday that gameplay yeah, dropped? It just, yeah. that it just completely removed all doubts from my mind <laughs> i was like i saw i was I, I was watching it live with you know a friend of mine and we're both big resident Evil 4 fans and i was like all i'm waiting for is contextual melee that's all i want to see <laughs> and and like and when village came out and i played village i was like I started to feel a little better because i was like okay capcom still clearly knows how to do the resident Evil 4 formula it wasn't quite there but like mm. they you know like the fact that blocking became such a big part of the combat and the fact that like you did have some of that melee stuff like a contextual melee. i was like okay they like they're not moving away from it completely and then yeah. yeah seeing that thing yesterday like seeing the fact that there's going to be like parrying and that you can you know oh god that that was so cool um uh, <laughs> my main concern now is what what role the knife serves in the game because i'm sure you could see from the from the upgrade screen and from the combat that there's durability on the knife yeah um and that when they were showing off the attache inventory the knife was an item and so what i'm worried about is if there's ever if there's a situation like when the knife breaks do you just not have one it's in the
0: trailer the knife break yeah yeah yeah. it, it breaks when he when when you when you use it to block the chainsaw yeah you lose it
2: yeah, and so like in Resident Evil 2, I remember I haven't played the remake, Resident Evil 2 remake. Um I think that like you can you can use the knife at any time to slash at enemies, but I remember it doing absolutely absolutely nothing. But I don't remember it draining the durability of the knife either to just use it like slashing at enemies. But if but if the knife was broken, then you couldn't use it at all. So it was mm. like if it, it was like using it to escape zombie grapples and using it for like stealth kills majorly drain the durability but you could still use it as a weak weapon at any time and it didn't so my thing is like a Evil 4. i play it knife all the time like i basically like never use my gun until i get almost like to Delago. you know it's just like you can just knife your way through everything um and so if that's not going to be an option that would suck i really like using mm. the knife to set up contextual melees to save ammo like that's the whole point um and so that, that's my main
0: concern. Is I'm wondering you've got to have a knife. Yeah. How are you going to do the Krauser fight? Well, exactly.
1: <laughs> I can see it being a common pickup, at least. Yeah. yeah or it. you can craft it. i will probably craft yeah. It yeah. on it. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Right,
2: so but, I, I'm wondering. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a thing where, like, um, like Leon always has a knife on him, but you have to have that knife item in your inventory and maybe they're two separate things or I don't know. Or maybe it's a thing where like Leon always has a handgun and handgun ammo in cutscenes even if you know, even if you don't have one at that time in the gameplay.
1: I see some people getting upset because the Ada voice actress has been replaced.
2: That Voice actor. I don't mind when like actors and actresses get replaced. Like it's a job. Things happen. Yeah. I mean but, that's been a big but... thing this week, hasn't it? Anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. That, but yeah. um. Much
2: her so. voice actress just sounded weird like it's it sounded like a, a placeholder voice like they recorded right. it just to get the trailer out and that, that I mean, it was like yeah, yeah yeah it just it immediately stood out uh, over against all the other voices hers it literally sounded like they brought in like their social media gal and they handed her the script and they were like just read this real quick you know she's like uh long time no see leon and it's like perfect put it th- put it in the show <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a weird one when they when um they showed the merchant. It was one of those things where I just I kind of went. Ah, I guess it's nearly there. <laughs> like the, it's the, enough. The, the,
2: the spirit is there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Spirit exactly. is there. It's and... because oh, sorry, go on. No, no,
0: go
1: ahead. I was gonna say, it's because we spent the last fifteen years perfecting the impression exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of the merchant. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's yeah, one of ours,
0: um... mate. I'm from East, I'm in East London. Like you know, yeah, he's, yeah. we've claimed him as our own. <laughs> No, so... it looks it
2: looks phenomenal. Like the see, seeing, like the ganados, like in in this like uh, like super like photogrammetry realism really? was is so cool. Seeing like the like the like snap neck guy going after Leon was was dope. And and being able to use the knife to escape is is going to be it's going to open up a lot more, um, a lot more strategies in combat, especially because you can upgrade the knife now. Like that's going to be awesome. That's going to be
0: good. I'm I, really excited for it. I re I really like the um. Again, those early trailers. Again, based on the vibe of the Resi Two remake, where they kind of, again, they kind of went down that super serious cinematic. Every film kind of Uh looks the same these days. Look, and the early Resident Evil Four trailers made it look like that again. Kind of modern horror stuff. And then the second I see him, like you know, doing roundhouse kicks and setting a cow on fire and just yeah, like yeah, yeah. all of the ludicrous stuff that Resident Evil 4 should have is still there. Yeah. And then there's like an extended trailer now where you get to see, I've forgotten his name, the little lad. You know, the only Sal- thing...
1: That, Not yeah, Salazar. Is he, doesn't Salazar? His,
0: he doesn't have his little tricorn hat though, which is a little disappointing, but hmm. I can live with it. I could, like if, if that if that's the sacrifice needed for everything else to be good, then goodbye tricorn hat. Yeah. rest in peace but oh, um, God,
2: and, and like i i didn't think oh man the new the new dr salvador is so unnerving like mm. seeing as like seeing as like nasty ass eyeballs behind that that burlap sack that's oh yeah. god See, this, so this, creepy
0: this is it is like th- that new style of resident evil where it's like so i guess i guess it's not really post that anymore because it was so long ago but it's like that post saw modern horror where everything like you know that film came out and suddenly everyone went oh you can put real horrible violence in a film and not get it banned like the, the world has changed that's that's
2: one thing that i'm the one thing i'm still really really reserved about is if it's going to have the censored violence that like all of the recent titles have had because um, like resident evil 4 was i think the last game to show stuff like your character getting chopped in half and and your character yeah. getting decapitated well, decapitation and, and I, I, is a japanese thing isn't it like, oh right, like, right, right yeah yeah and i know a lot of it's because of censorship but like i mean 'cause like Resident Evil Four had region specific versions where you couldn't yes. get decapitated. Did, but yeah. it, like Resident Evil five and six and all the other ones, they just it was just gone entirely. And I'm a I'm a huge fan of which of course you, know, because you sound like a psychopath, but like I'm a big fan of like like when if I if I screw up and I get destroyed in a horror game, I want like that's yeah. why I like like Dead Space so much. Like the absolutely mm. disgusting ways that and that uh, the Isaac Clark can get destroyed. And that's yeah. why like Callisto Protocol has, has yeah. me so hyped, because it's mm. gonna be the same kind of thing. But it's just like in you know in in resident evil 5 when you get when the chainsaw guy corners you and just like plows a chainsaw into your neck and then you just fall over dead and that's it it's just like man that that's it's just disappointing and so um, i'm really interested to see if they bring that back because i don't think village or well because village in seven was from a first person perspective but pretty much all of all of the character deaths are just like you just play the same ethan winter's death sound and you fall over backwards yeah there, right? but they do
0: have they do have like they're not afraid to show the horrible stuff it's maybe right, just like right. cuz like that part in I mean I love Resident Evil 7 I, it's right up there with my some of my favorites of the series but like the part in the village right I'm not i'm not a massive fan of village because of the reasons just said a minute ago is it's kind of a bit more of an actiony resident evil but it's not quite but it's, there.
1: isn't it funny how they're adding the third person mode next week yeah in gold and it, probably it's probably gonna give that a go as
0: well this is the
1: thing it's kind of like <laughs> almost like realigning their entire franchise in this this is why like you know two and yeah. three got remade in the same vein as four and now you're getting village being given a third person mode in the same vein as four it's it's all coming together. <laughs> well, the, I mean, I
0: think the reason why I like Seven so much as well is not only because it's a very good game, but um, mm. the first time I played it, I played it through in VR. It's, oh yeah, and I I I genuinely think I gave myself a little bit of PTSD from doing it. But um, it was it was an f- amazing experience. Still to this day, probably one of the best VR experiences I've had, regardless of how interactive it was. It was just being in Resident Evil was yeah. Well, and seven. now
2: Village is and now Village is getting a full VR mode with like actual touch controls, and so mm. like and like Resident Evil Four VR is like by, far and away one of my favorite oh, games in existence brilliant. right now. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's... so like and so when I saw that because Vil- Village has Resident Evil Four esque combat, and seeing that it was getting a full VR mode. And of course, it's exclusive to PS Five, which is a device that just doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, I was like, "That sucks." But yeah, and it's Billy, and cost, I, twice the,
0: I Twice the price of the console, by the looks of things. <laughs> it, took me,
2: it took me like over a year to beat Village, and but and I I beat it in two sessions. So like I played it for like eight hours and then set it down for a year because I got to the Dollmaker's basement with the with the baby thing and yeah. i just put it down i was like nope absolutely not i'm not doing this and then like <laughs> a like a, a, a year later fi- like one of my friends was talking about he's like it's, it's a really short segment he's like just go like go watch it on youtube see how short of a segment it is and then i and i still had to, like for that i just like that set piece just, I, I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, absolutely not." That was
0: actually that was my favorite bit of the game because it it did make me go, "Oh no, they they've still got it in them." Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I what 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 I meant about the gore stuff is that like when I was playing seven, the first time uh you get to the garage and the cop bangs on the door uh-huh. and the the uh, Jack yeah, yeah. Baker gives him the spade and it kind of it doesn't um. It doesn't cut his head off. It kind of bisects him at the sort of eyeballs. Like, apparently that's, like, not in the Japanese release as well. That's true. For those reasons. And there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of limb stuff in in Village. Like, even Winter's poor hands kind of get it. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I guess what I mean is when you put in that sort of super realistic gore, there is sometimes a seriousness that comes with it. And I definitely found that in the Resi 2 remake, like the famous shot in Resi 2 remake where you move the cop's head and it's kind of all half removed. It's it's quite a serious game until you get into the Bat nine where they literally can't hide the fact that they're going to get silly because there's the laboratory and stuff like that. But to see Resident Evil 4's trailer go from like, I see what they're doing here, they're taking it down that more serious reboot route. And then just instantly seeing that trailer go, no, this is Resident Evil Four, and it, yeah, not just yeah, in terms yeah. of mechanics and stuff, but like there's a there's an uh, an an um, an implacable vibe to Resident Evil Four that you only get if you played it and enjoyed it. There are people yeah. out there who've probably never played it who see maybe the cow sequence that in that, in that new trailer and go, what? That's silly. That's that's yeah. not. Whereas I see that and just go, oh, it's Resident Evil Four. That's Resident Evil is yeah. a ludicrous game. I, <laughs> I, I also, sorry, go on.
2: I was going to say one one thing that I am still really hoping is in the game is the the consistency to the combat that made Resident Evil 4 work so well. And I will say the reason that like that consistency was so important to the original is because of how stilted the controls were you know that like that tank control shoot in place thing the enemies had to be a little more controllable as far as a crowd went yes. but like one thing i don't like about re2 remake and the reason that i won't ever play it again and probably won't ever play three is that like i don't like the fact that you can approach a zombie like 20 times and it does something different every single time like it like there, there should be a little more consistency to the gameplay than that. It felt mm. like every time I shot a zombie in the head, something different happened. Like sometimes it died. Sometimes it staggered. Sometimes it didn't die and didn't stagger. Sometimes it just ignored the fact that I shot it and like ran straight towards me. And like, I want to be able to plan how I play a game around yeah. things like that. And if there's no consistency to the combat, then it just becomes like left click till it dies because there's apparently no strategy outside of that. And yeah. I really hope that Resident Evil 4 Remake doesn't have that where the Ganazos are just kind of like running around like constantly like switching between different animations and attacks and and there's no like crowd control management to the combat anymore
0: yeah like i think you actually share a fairly similar stance to me there i think that like i i have it's with stealth games as well a lot of it i'm not a big stealth game guy Mm -hmm. and when i play a stealth game where the ai is really good um, or I don't feel necessarily empowered by the stealth. I, I can't stand it. I turn it off. But I'm playing like a game at the minute. Um, I've totally forgotten its name, but it'll be on my desktop. The name is uh, Kamiwaza, which is a PS2 game that's recently been redone. And it, okay. the people who've redone it, it it's, still very, it's, it's still got that PS2 clunkiness to the controls. And it's got loads of really smart systems. But the, it's a stealth game. You're a thief in feudal Japan kind of like half you half Thief the Dark Age, and there's a lot of systems from Thief the Dark Age that are in this obscure PS2 game that's been released. I highly recommend it, everyone. But um you need to have a certain taste for clunky controls. But um the AI for the enemies is it's like some of the worst AI you'll ever see. Like you can you can pickpocket them from in front of them. Right? And they as long as you've approached from a certain angle, that's you just you're just, that's, you're just that's that stunning. Yeah, 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 exactly but that that stuff is kind of factored into it a little bit and it means that when you see people you it doesn't feel like you're in a real life situation where you're trying to like hide for your life you feel it's it's a game you're trying to learn the patterns and stuff. and i've always leaned towards that over like ultra realism and stuff with Mm -hmm. when it comes to ai i like to be able to kind of if the ai beats me so be it if i can exploit the ai i feel like i've earned that right i I get that there's obviously a point where you get diminishing returns and it just becomes rubbish but there's um yeah i I know what you mean by it i'd like the idea that i can kind of cue them up i know what they're going to do so i can drag them out and i know that if i do x y and z to them i'll set up a german suplex Like that's ultimately, that's all I want. I need to give me a high fidelity German suplex and I'm there. That's all I really. I mean, you could, you could, you could apply that to any game. I mean, let's just pick three off the shelf here. Cyberpunk, Elden Ring and Turtles Cowabunga Collection. Put a German suplex in all those games and I'll add an extra mark on the score. That's my stance on it. (laughs) I really, I can't wait to see some of that stuff because I've seen a kick, but we haven't seen the suplex yet. They're saving it.
1: Uh, it'll be there for sure. Uh, I, I have it on good authority as well that you know, I, I think a major important part of 4 for is its general campiness, mm. and that's remaining intact. Like yeah. from what I hear, like the the, the comedy and the light heartedness is also going to be present. Leon's making those quips in the trailer as well. So yeah, that's, I, I, you know... I
0: can't believe how hard it won me over when I watched it. Absolutely, yeah. same, same, same. I, I like
2: I. Um... I really had this idea that it was like i'm gonna have to play it in order to like really and it's just like and yeah. it's, it seems like all of my friends that are big resident Evil 4 fans have felt the same way it's just like that it was like a 180 it was like i was so i was so skeptical and now i'm just like i have to have it like I just right now let me buy it yeah. i'm ready give me the collector's edition i don't care i want the statue let's go i mean
1: i love my plastic tat as uh, sorry, <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is wasted on the view on the on the listeners but Behind me, I have the three Resident Evil statues from you. the yeah. from the previous collection. <laughs> I, I stayed up very late in order to try and pre-order the new one, uh, which I did. I managed to get this morning, oh, um, nice. just before it sold out.
2: Oh, the new ridiculous. one's already. The new one was already available. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. It went oh. live
1: game on GameStop at one a.m. our time, and gotcha. then apparently two or three a.m. On the game website in the UK, gotcha. PS5 had already sold out within minutes, I think, and wow. then I, I managed to bag a PS4 version, which gets a free PS5. Yeah, day, yeah, anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I wasn't really too bothered about that. I just wanted to, yeah. the gubbins inside it. Did they
2: but, do a Do they do a PC uh, version for the collector's edition, or is it all just the console? Edition?
1: I didn't. I didn't see actually. Um, it's normally console only
0: because they ha- yeah. they feel like they need to stick a physical copy in the box and PC mm. physical copies yeah. don't exist anymore. Yeah. Basically, that, yeah. that's
2: that's the one thing that always gets me on the collector's editions is that like they don't like just give me a, just give me a Steam code. It should save you money because yeah yeah yeah, game. It's, it's more like, cost effective like, well, for you. I'm not here for the disc, man. So
1: <laughs> interesting, and I, I like the way this was done. Um, have you played or heard of the Evil Dead game? The new one is yeah yeah. I've
0: got I've got it. I've I've only played a couple of games. It was very complex.
1: Yeah, yeah, look look good, look cool. It's really good. Like, I I pre-ordered the collector's edition off a website called Boss Team Games. I think they're the guys that published it or something. I can't remember. Um, but they, it was because it was going to arrive late. I think they sent me a code anyway for the actual game, right? Which was really good. And then I got the collector's edition later with all the extra stuff, like the vinyl and the art book and the T-shirt and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm sat there with my my, my Evil Dead T-shirt going. All right, I'm <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> but it was really cool that they just gave me a code.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: You yeah, know, I think it's... the only
0: concern we really do have about this Resident Evil game is there's it looks like there's a real chance it's going to land a month after Street Fighter Six, mm. and that is a problematic situation for you and I, Nick. Mm.
2: Well, it's March. It's March, right? Like late March.
0: Late March, but there's a lot of chat that Street Fighter Six is February, and if it is. That for us ah. is a problem. I mean that that's a, that game is going to torpedo this podcast. I can see it already. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're on we're on the clock because you know it's only a matter of time where it just every episode is what you've been playing. Street Fighter, Street me fight. too, wicked. Yeah. <laughs> and then for <laughs> like, for like eight years or however long it's up. <laughs> but anyway, I reckon we should wrap it there. That was that was that's, we covered. I think we covered all bases. Um. Jason, thank you very much for coming on. Really, really good. And um it's anything you want to plug, occultic nonwithstanding, and it, where can people find you?
2: Oh well, I mean honestly right now I'm just kinda like you guys built me up for this whole time and then just told me that the collector's edition's already sold out. That kinda destroyed
1: <laughs> me. Oh, I'm so that, sorry.
2: I guess I'll just take that money and throw how much was it, by the way? I didn't know. Two
1: hundred and fifty notes.
2: Oh, never mind. I probably wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> Uh I'll get the statue on eBay someday, maybe. But um no, I mean yeah, Cult- Cultic Chapter one is out. It's a whopping ten US dollars, so if you're a big fan if you're a fan of shooters at all, I would I, I would recommend picking it up. I'm a little biased, but you know, it's a good <laughs> time. Um and then yeah, if you haven't played Incision yet, that one's also worth a try. That one that one's a little more a little more hardcore than Cultic is, a little less forgiving, but it's it's really really good game. So there you go, I plugged <laughs> something that wasn't mine.
0: Perfect. And where can people find you? On the internet.
2: Uh so you can follow me on Twitter at Jsaws Games. That's J A S O Z Z Games. And I pretty much pretty much post everything about Cultic there and lots of behind the scenes stuff of what I'm working on. Um uh, but it might be a little lacking content for the next week as I am just absolutely cooked from launching the game. So i need I need a little R and R before I jump back in there.
0: Yeah, it's fair enough. Um and the final thing I ask every guest and i do this is meant to be sprung on you is i need a piece of video game music to play us out so you need to pick any piece of video game music right off the top of your head right now and it, it'll play i mean
2: i mean you've got to do uh, unstoppable from the cultic soundtrack